Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Yumadaf Samachtes. And we read a Mishnah yesterday that said that the Kohen Gadol was allowed to wear his white robes while reading the Sefer Torah on Yom Kippur. And the question is that it seems from that that the reading of the Sefer Torah is not considered an Avoidah. That being the case, how can he wear the Big Day Kahuna for it? You see that you could wear Big Day Kahuna for something which is not an Avoidah. The Kohen Gadol has an option. He could do whichever one he wants. Gemara says that you can't bring a riot from here that you're allowed to use Big Day Kahuna in the base of Mikdash because... Maybe Korea is different. Reading from the Sefer Torah is Litzorech the Avoida. That's why he can wear the Big Dekuna for it. You see that the Kohanim were allowed to wear the Big Dekuna while they were eating, although that's not such a good riot either because that's also Litzorech the Avoida. Because the eating is what triggered the, the person who brought the Karbana, the, the Karban, to get his Kapara. Now, the Mishnah says that they were not allowed to wear their begadim to sleep. But eating, they were allowed to. They're not allowed to wear them to sleep, but it seems that they are allowed to just walk around in them. Gemara says you can't bring a raya from the fact that they are allowed, they're not allowed to sleep in them, because maybe the Mishnah only told us that, not to tell us that they are allowed to walk around in it, rather to tell us that they would roll up their clothing and put it under their heads to go to sleep in. Wait, that sounds like I know. They're allowed to put it under their heads to go to sleep. Like, they can use their big day kahuna as pillows? Rev Papa says they would put it next to their heads. Rev Mashari, she learns from here that you're also allowed to have your tefillin next to you when you go to sleep. And the Gemara clarifies that there's no way that we would allow them to put it under their heads directly because it's shotness. The avnate of the coin head during the year was made of shotness. This is assuming that the Kohen Gadol and the Kohanim Hedyotim had the same avnate, the same belt. According to him, that would be okay because the Kohen Gadol's avnate did not have shatnas. But according to the Mando Amar who says that the, the Kohen Hedyot had shatnas in his belt, unlike the Kohen Gadol's, that's a riot to Papa that they would not sleep directly on it because that would be getting enough from shatnas. Maybe you'll tell me that lying on top of shatnas is not considered a no. No, we have a bright that tells us that although Shatnez Be'etzim is only usher to wear, not to ride on top of, to stand on, the Chacham mastered it because maybe one thread will wrap around your skin and you'll be getting Hanaf from it even though you're standing on it. This is why Allah Halamaisa, the Big Day Yesha writes that plush carpets will be an issue of Shotness because it might wrap around one's toe as opposed to those commercial carpets, which wouldn't, that would be okay. But either way, you see that they can't have been sleeping on their begotten because that would be getting enough from shotness. At least Midr But maybe Inchfus Bemekdash only applies to Melech Shabbos. But then my Ritzchaya says the only reason why Shvusim didn't apply in the base of Mikdash was because there was reason. But over here we're talking about when they're sleeping. And people are, in general, less Zoris when they're sleeping. Okay, maybe you'll tell me that the Kahanim put something between their head and the Begadim. That doesn't help at all. Even if you have ten mats in between you and the Klayim, the Shatnez, it's still also to sleep on it. Elamai, you see that they would lie their heads on it. And, I'm sorry, they would, lie, they would put it next to their heads, not directly on it, because that would be Klayim. Ravashi disagrees with her papa. He says, no, they actually had it right under their heads. They would go to sleep on it like a pillow on their begadim. What about the climb issue? 
Big Day Kahuna were made of tough material. And Rav Huna Barader of Yeshua says that if there's something that's like a hard felt, that'd be mutter. To get ana from that climb, it's, it's okay to lean on that, to lie down on that. That's not considered getting ana from climb. Next, the Gemara tells us halacha. We're trying to figure out the ramifications of big day kahuna. Where are you allowed to wear them and use them? So you want the kain gadol or any kain is not allowed to wear his big day kahuna out of out of the base of mikdash into the city. In the base of mikdash, he's allowed to wear it even off duty, even when he's not doing performing the avodah. Why? Because big day kahuna are meant to get enough from shmami. No, we see from here. Bottom line, the gemara says you are allowed to get enough from the big day kahuna. And this explains why the Kohen Gadol was allowed to lane using the, the Big Day Kohen or not. Now the Gemara asks a famous question from a famous story. The Kohen Gadol is just allowed to wear his... He's not allowed to wear the, the, the Big Day Kohen out of the base of Mikdash. There's a famous story. We have a Brisa that tells us. On the 25th day of Teves. It's called Yoim Har Grizim. And you're not allowed to have it hespid. Why? Because the, the Kutim who lived on Hagrizim, I think they still do today, they asked Alexander the Great to destroy our base of Mikdash, and he agreed. And they told Shemun HaTadik that this is what was happening. Shemun HaTadik, who was probably the greatest Tadik of his daughter, that's why he got the name Shemun HaTadik, he put on the big day kuhuna, and he went out to greet him. With all the Chashuve Yisrael, they were all carrying torches, they walked the whole night long, and as Alexander the Great and his entire army coming to raise Harabias to destroy the base of Mikdash approached Shimon Tzadik and his entourage, the sun rose and they were able to see each other. And Alexander the Great, when they were in this place called Antipatras, and at that moment he saw Shimon Tzadik, he got off his horse and bowed to him. So all the Kutim who were Coming with him to egg him on, said, what are you doing bowing to a Jew? He said that I see this person's face, Shemana Tzadik's face, every time I go out to war, and that's why I am victorious. He asked Shemana Tzadik, what are you doing here? Shemana Tzadik says, well, could it be that the the place, the makam, the, the, the house where we daven for you to be successful and for your kingdom, some Goyim are going to come and destroy it? He said, wait, who wants it destroyed? Shimon Tzadik said, there's Kutim right there behind you. Alexander said, oh, well, you know what? They're fair game. Do whatever you want with them. So they bore holes in their feet and tied a rope through that hole to the horses and rode them over to Haragrizim, which was the sanctuary of the Kutim. And then they did exactly what the Kutim wanted to do to the base of Mikdash. They plowed it over. And that's why they made it into Yantif. But the point is that you see, the point is that it's an awesome story, but also that the Kohen Gadol was allowed to wear the Big Dekuna outside the base of Mekdash. So the Gemara says two answers. First of all, maybe these weren't the Big Dekuna themselves. They were just Roy to be the Big Dekuna. Or it was an Islas Isla Hashem when the Pasuk says, Islas Isla Hashem in extreme situations to save the entire Taira, the, the base of Mekdash. It's mutter to violate something in the Torah. Now, back in the Mishnah, we mentioned that the, the Sefer Torah was passed from person to person until it got to the Kohen Gadol. And you see from here that you're allowed to give covered to a Talmud, even though the Rav, the Kohen Gadol, was there. And Abayi says that's not necessarily true because 
every step of this transferring process was done for the cover of the Kohen Gadol. Now, the Mishnah also said that, that the Kohen Gadol stood up, which sounds like he, would, he had been sitting until now. But I thought we said that we, we learned on Dav Chafei that you're only allowed to sit in the Azara if you're from Malchus Beis David. So Rav Chista explains that they, this, was, this reading was done in Ezra's Nashim, so he was allowed to sit down. Now, Rav Chista learned this, uh, this vart that it was read in the Ezra's Nashim from Ezra. Rav Lezben Yaakov said that Ezra uh, praised Hashem in Harabayas. And Rav Chista there said it was in Ezra's Nashim. The Pasuk says, Vayvarach Ezra es Hashem ho'elikim ha'godol. What does it mean? Godol, Rav Yisuf said, he made him greater with the Shema Mefairish. Gittel says, he didn't say the Shema Mefairish, he said, Baruch Hashem al-Kei Shalman on the Vat Oilam. Abayat says, how do you know? Maybe he said the Shema Mefairish? He says, we don't say the Shema Mefairish outside of the Azara. Uh, it says, Ezra Soifer stood on a Migdal Eitz and he said the Shema Mefairish. But there it was a Haraz Shah. Now Nehemiah, it says that they cried out to Hashem Bekol Gadol. What did they say? So Rav says, maybe Rav Yechanan says, they yelled, Baya Baya, which is like a, a way of groaning, of crying to Hashem. They said, the first place of Mikdash was destroyed. Well, the Tzadikim died. Kaisar had to go into Golis because of the Yet Sahara. And he's still dancing between us. You only gave it to us for us to get Sechar. We don't want it, and we don't want it Sechar. So I, when they said this Tvila, a, a Petek, a letter fell down from Shemayim that said, Emes. And Rav Hanina says, you see from here that the signature of Hashem is the word Emes. The Kutzker says, because you can't forge Emes, otherwise it's not Emes. The Maral says that Emes, there's only one Emes. You can't have two truths, contrary to some politicians' beliefs. So too, the Rabbanu Shalom is Echad Yochid. That's what makes Hashem's signature Emes. When they got this letter, they fasted for three days and three nights. And then out from the Kodesh Kedoshim came the figure of a lion cub on fire. So the Nevi Yisrael said, this is the Yetzer of Avodes Kachavim, of Avodah When they grabbed it, a hear from its mane came out and it screamed so loud that you were able to hear it for four parsos. So they said, well, what are we going to do? If, that, if Hashem hears this, maybe he'll have Rachamim and let this Yetzer go. So they said, bring a lead coffin, seal it with lead, because lead will dampen its voice. And then they realized that this was an ace rutz, and they asked, maybe we could also get rid of uh, some other Yetzaharas. And they, uh, they asked to get rid of the Yetzahara for Znus. So Hashem gave it over to them, and the Yetzahara told them, by the way, if you kill me, the whole world is going to be destroyed. So they locked it up for three days to see what would happen, and they couldn't find a laid egg in the entire Eretz Israel. Because the whole taiva for procreation was gone from the world. So uh, we're going to destroy the whole world? So we, so we have to let it go. But if we let it go, well, we'll have back the Yetzirah. We can't ask to just get rid of half of it. So they blinded its eyes and let it go. And from blinding its eyes, the taiva for incest went away. In Eretz Yisrael, they learned, Rav Giddel taught that Ezra praised Hashem using the Shema Mefairish. Rav Masa said, he used HaKel HaGadol HaGibor VeHanoira. Rav Masa says, that the reason why the Knesset Sagadolah were called that was because they returned the glorious crown to what it was, the, gl- the splendor of Hashem. Then Yirmiya said, wait, there, there are Nachrim that are dancing in the Heichal. So he, he stopped saying Naira. Daniel said, well, I, 
the Goyim are enslaving Hashem's children. So he took away, he, he stopped saying Gvura. Not just, Knesset Zagadela came and they said, no, Fakert. This is the Naira. Hashem was so patient with the Rishayim. That's, that is Naira. Because otherwise Hashem would have wiped them out in a second. That's the Gvura, sorry. The Naira is that Kalei Israel is able to survive amongst the nations, the eternal people, against all odds. But the Gemara asks, how could Yermio and, and Daniel stop saying something that Moshe was masaking? He said, okay, la godol hagibar v'hanaira. Shabbat says that they knew that our Bani Shalalim is pure MS, and they had to refer to Hashem and speak to Hashem with MS, and they did not feel that it was MS to say gibar hanaira. Zanshet brought back that glory. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.